What's up, everybody? You notice anything different? Isn't this cool? So, um, actually, I'm reporting live from my new and improved office slash podcast studio. So, if you are listening to this on the podcast app, Spotify, Google, um, Apple Podcasts, hop over to our YouTube channel, themoneymultiplier.com. So, I got a cool banging neon sign in the background. And I ask y'all today as I start into this episode, do your dollars make sense? Let's hop into it. Hey, Money Multipliers. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Multiplier Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Kessler, and today I'm sitting here I'm about to head out the door. I'm going to Utah, so Salt Lake City. I'm coming into you today and going to be teaching on stage here in the next day or two. So very excited to come out and keep spreading the the message of what is the infinite banking concept? How can we take back the control of our dollars from the Fed, the banks, the government, and really take it and keep the money in the family? So, um, so anyways, I thought the topic that I would get into today is really talking about what am I doing right now? So I have been telling y'all that I've been doing my home remodel stuff. I got some investments going on. Y'all that have been following me for a while know that I have this conversion van that I love to go out and explore in. And really how this topic came about is, is that when folks talk to me, okay, so we talk, y'all do discover your why, why you got into this world of privatized banking, and then now you have your first policy. Now, because when you work with us over here at the Money Multiplier, a lot of our energy and efforts is honed in on the mapping team. And the mapping team is just what we call them over here. Um, They are your policy implementation people. They are the ones who are the ongoing day in, day out servicing to help you really implement and use your policy to its maximum efficiency. And so one of the questions that sometimes y'all will ask us is, all right, well, now I have this policy. What should I do with the cash value? And I'm sitting over here scratching my head. What should you do with the cash value? Well, here's where my first thought goes. Why are you asking me what you should do with your cash value? Do you agree that this concept is about you creating your true total financial independency? I think so. So why are you asking me this question and why have you not dug in deeper into yourselves, your family's personal financial situation? Just like how Nelson said, if you know what's going on, you'll know what to do. And actually, quick thing too, what what I've been doing as well is that each month, you know, because I preach this all day long too, each month I go in and I assess my finances, you know, what's coming in as my income, what's going out the doors expenses and what is that leftover and kind of talking about how I like to keep that leftover held with inside of my policies, funnel that cash flow through. And so uh, coming up here, I'm, I'm thinking about doing an episode where I d- dive into how much did I actually keep 
during quarter one of 2023. So stay tuned for that episode. But how I got onto this topic is because y'all are asking me, you know, hey, well, what should I do with my cash value? So I thought it would be kind of fun to tell you what I'm personally doing right now with my cash values inside of my policies. So up to this date, I have four policies that I'm using actively. Um, My first one, I started at 18 years old from the guidance of my father, Brent Kessler. Um, And quick tidbit too, you got to be 18 in order to own a policy that doesn't mean that you as a parent grandparent or guardian you can't put a policy on a minor but you got to be 18 in order to own one and be a payer and really start funding your own banking system so what have I done all right I kind of just kind of want to go through my journey because reminder I'm only 23 years old okay so I've only been in this space for five years Let me make sure I'm doing my math right. Six years. (laughs) Yeah, you can tell uh, mental math is not my best subject. So, So I've been in this space now doing it for six years. So I guess let's walk through what I've done up to this point with the cash values from my policy. Well, number one, my first ever purchase is when I was still, I think I was 18 still. I might have been 19 at this point, but I needed a new computer for work. Okay, I just transferred over to the MacBooks. Honestly, best decision I ever did. I'm actually an iPhone user, so I really like the capabilities that I can text from my MacBook computer. But um, I, I got that. I got the MacBook, and you know they're like twenty five hundred dollars, right? I went down to the Apple Store. I bought the MacBook that I wanted. I handed over my cash to the salesperson. They handed me the laptop and everybody walked away. So then what I did is I said, all right, Hannah, well, now that you borrowed from your bank, you should pay yourself back and pay yourself back with interest. Here's a cool little thing that I'll sometimes do. If you go out to bankrate.com, they actually have a loan calculator and it will calculate for you. Okay, Hannah, you went in and you took out a $2,500 loan. You want to pay this thing back over the course of 12 months. Because remember, I mean, you're your own banker. You get to determine the terms for your loan. So let's make believe it's 12 months. So over that 12-month time period, how much interest do you want to charge yourself? And then I type in that little box, 10% interest. Because the Bank of Hannah charges herself 10% interest. You, your own banker, can charge yourself whatever interest that you want. I personally, you know, like to be aggressive on my interest because the more interest that I just charge myself, the more that's going to be back inside of my pockets anyways. So the Bank of Hannah charges herself 10% interest. I went in there, I plugged in the the 10% in the box. And then what I did is I just said calculate. Then it calculated what my monthly payment back to my bank, i.e. the policy that I should be paying back each and every month. That's what I did. I just used those the, that those dollars that were coming in from my active income, taking whatever I owed, sending it back to the policy. I replenished myself for the computer purchase. So then, because I was replenishing that cash in there and... You know, I guess one more thing that I guess is coming to my head too, 
you don't have to pay back policy loans, right? But another reason why I like to pay back my loans is, is that yes, you know, I am playing honest banker. I'm not stealing from my banking business, but it's really prepping me and thinking long range for opportunities, investments, maybe unexpected expenses that come up that I need this cash for. And if I just keep completely drain my capital, don't have a plan to make it back up, I mean, I could miss out on some of these future opportunities that come and present themselves to me. So I am a big advocate for paying myself back into my policies. So that was my first one, was the computer. Second one, this kind of, kind of was before computer too, but kind of in, in this one as well. But the second one, my home mortgage. All right, let, let me talk to you about what's going on in this house that I'm talking uh, from right now down here in Daytona Beach, Florida. So I moved here from Kansas City, you know, so my family is from the Kansas City area. I moved down here in 2018. And so dad actually bought my house. Um, at the time, it was about 150000 So he bought the house. And how he did so was using the cash values inside of his whole life policies. So he took out the 150, went down, bought the house, paid it in cash. So dad now holds the mortgage, the mortgage on my house. So he has an agreement with me that, hey, Hannah, I am your lender. I am going to hold this mortgage. However, I'm the one that holds the deed. I'm the deed owner. I'm the homeowner of this house. So what dad is saying is, is that basically he made a contractual promise between myself and him that Hannah, if I buy this house for you, I will do it, but you're going to pay me back just as if you were to go borrow from any other financial institute, you pay me back and you pay me back with interest. And that's what I did. Now, dad, the bank of dad charges you 13% interest, all right? So don't recommend, kidding, but, you know, he does charge us 13% interest, and so each and every month up to this point now, I pay dad $1,500 a month. That is my monthly mortgage payment, and so... If I need to, you know, I will dip into my policies. Actually, sometimes I'll even do this. I will ask dad if he's feeling kind of nice, you know, I'll, I'll say, dad, how about this? Let me go ahead and pay you my full 12 months of my mortgage payments. And if I do, would you give me like a prorated rate? Sometimes you'll say yes, sometimes you'll say no, <laughs> but, but it is up to him, right? Let's go back to another rule of Nelson. The one who has the gold makes the rules. So dad is the one who can charge the interest rate and dad is the one who has the determination if I can uh, pay my monthly payments in advance, if I get some discounted rate by doing so, etc. I'm going to come back to how I'm paying my mortgage as well, but, but let, let's keep going on. My next one. In 2021, y'all know that I went out and I bought that conversion van, okay? Now, 100% of that transaction was not funded by my own personal policy money because I just didn't simply have the capital. 
So what I did is, is that I used, it was right around half of it. So I had about half of it inside of my policies. So I went down to the Tampa dealership. This was about, I think it was May, May of 2021. I went down to the Tampa dealership and I walked in and I bought a brand new Ram ProMaster van. And I, I bought new at the time because I don't know if y'all recall back then, but the, the used car market was outrageous. I, I mean, it was only like a couple hundred dollars off, not hundred, a couple thousand dollars off of if I were to go the new van route versus just buying a used. And so dad just suggested that, Hannah, I think it's best if you just spend the extra couple thousand to get the new car and then so that you have the warranty with uh, within it and you're buying directly from the dealership so that's what I did you know because my dad really is my mentor and so I, I kind of just follow what he says and kind of what he's teaching me because you know I see all this success and stuff that he has and so hopefully one day in the future I, I will be able to live just as freely as that so he, so he told me, he says, all right, Hannah, go in, uh, go buy the van new. And that's what I did. The van itself, I just bought the box of the van. It had nothing inside of it. It was, um, if y'all want to know, is the 3500. It was the uh, 159 inch wheelbase. It was the high roof is what I got and what I built my van off of. And the color black. <laughs> so so um, I went down, I bought that van. The price of it, it was about 55000 I had that within my policies. So I went in there, I took out the fifty-five, and I walked in and I did my transaction. Now, something that I kind of did where the dealership was kind of probably mad at me, but actually what I did is I went in and I made them construct the loan agreements that if I were to go and borrow from them, what would be my monthly payment? What would I have to pay you? Because I'm young, right? I mean, I don't have a lot of credit backed up behind me. I don't have a lot of experience yet here on this planet. So the bankers were going to charge me a high, high interest rate, even if I had a co-signer. So they were going to charge me 9% interest. And I said, okay, well, if I take this loan from you, how much do I need to pay myself or, or how much do I need to pay you if I do take this loan from you? What would be my monthly payment? And they said it was right around like 900 and something dollars a month. And so I said, okay, well, thank you for doing all of that. I have a check here for 55. I'm going to pay it in full with you. And the reason I did that is because they just did all the heavy lifting for me. Now I know how much I need to pay myself back each month into my policy for the van that I just went out and purchased. So we're up to the point that I have the van. Now that I have the van, my second step I got to do the conversion, right? That's my whole goal of why I got the van. So I met a guy, his name is Andy. Um, I actually found Andy when I was doing my Google research. I was going around and, and calling a whole bunch of places. And um, I liked Andy because he actually lives on the road. Him and his partner were on the road for about three years. So I trusted Andy because I'm like, hey, you've been living this lifestyle for three years now. You know what is necessary, what's not. So 
let's do it. And I wanted to kind of go the custom route as well because what I actually did is I did build in a litter box so that my cat, when Daisy comes on the road with me, she has a place to go potty, right? She needs that extra space and extra room. So I did kind of go the more custom route because I wanted to have my cat with me and live more comfortably. So um, I reached out to Andy. Um, I, I put a deposit down with Andy. And uh, the, com the conversion itself, I want to say it lasted about two months, two months to three months. And he, at the time, he was living up in Nashville, Tennessee. So I drove the van from Daytona Beach up to Nashville. Uh, from there, I left it with him for that time period. He was always checking in. We were chatting. He was sending me pictures, updates, whatnot. Um, actually, two... If any folks out there are really interested in that van life and obtaining a conversion van, Andy's your man. I will actually, if you reach out to me, I will give you his contact info. He's still doing work to this day, but he just relocated to Tucson, Arizona. So, um, so anyways, I got into that, um, did the van, Andy started the conversion and now here comes the financing. So what Andy required is he wanted a third up front, a third in the middle, and then a third at the very end of the project. Now, if you don't deal with contracts or you don't watch People's Court and my lovely lady, Judge Marilyn, just know if no one has told you already, because I don't know this, so this is for my PSA for all of my young folks out there. Do not pay your projects in full at the start of it because then why it gives your person that you're working with no incentive to finish the job or even come back so don't pay your projects in advance um actually one of my family members did that one time and they, they totally they couldn't get the guy to come back they didn't no call no show nothing happened. I don't know what he did up, up to that point. It wasn't a whole lot of dollars, but I mean, Hey, you're still out some it still freaking sucks. So, um, <laughs> actually hold on, follow my ADD for a second. Y'all want to know how wild and crazy I, I really was and how I did not have the knowledge when I was 17 years old, because I actually moved out when I was 17. I moved into my first apartment in my first apartment that I had, I didn't have a credit card. Um, yeah, I had checks, you know, because I had my regular checking and savings account down at the bank. Did I really know how to use checks, though? No. I mean, let's be real. I literally just graduated high school. They didn't teach me how to write checks. So what I did is my first ever rent ever in my first ever apartment... I'm so mortified at this day about this. All right, I, I had some roommates, okay? So our rent was about, I think it was about $1,100 a month. And it was a three bedroom place. And so that $1,100, um, I was a waitress at Cracker Barrel at the time, all right? So my income, I was getting paid out cash. Each and every night, they would pay me out my tips and they would give me cash for it. So what did I do? I put all of that $1,100 in an envelope and I mailed it. I put cash in the mail and I mailed it to my landlord. Luckily, my landlord was a very nice gentleman that he said, hey, Hannah, I received your cash and in the future, 
I wouldn't do this. This is why. Here's another tidbit from Judge Marilyn. Never hand over cash if you don't have a receipt coming back in this hand. Cash goes out once you have a receipt that comes back in. Judge Marilyn even says, find the nearest toilet paper and a crayon to write down that receipt on. Anyways, just a quick little story for y'all. So, all right. So, so back to the van. So uh, we're talking about the financing. Pay a third up front, a third in the middle, a third at the very end. And so that's what I did. But I had to have a little bit of help. I used all of my policy money. I bought the van itself. So what I did is I turned to my first source. I said, hey, Pops, I know you like to do some lending. I would like to go and, and do this conversion on the van. If possible, would you lend me this extra money that I need to finish my van conversion? And he says, yes. Again, you know, dad wrote up that promissory note. Promissory note being that, hey, Hannah, if you do not pay me my monthly payment, I am going to come and take that van right off your driveway, just as if any normal bank would. So still up to this point, uh, now I pay dad a thousand dollars a month for my van repayment back to him. And um, I'm using sometimes some of my policy money to help me pay off some of that van. B back to the mortgage example. Hey dad, if I pay you $12,000, or excuse me. Hey dad, if I pay you for the full year um, of all my van payments, instead of sending you $12,000, is there any way that I can get this prorated? And so he said, um, and so sometimes he'll give it to me, sometimes not. So, um, that's one thing I've actively done up to this point with my policies. And um, stay tuned as well. All right. So I got this fancy, uh, dancy little new camera here. So I'll be going out on the road and kind of vlogging a little bit more about my travels. Actually, I'm taking y'all along with me going to Utah. Um, I have some contents that will get posted up here soon. I was just in Anaheim, California, teaching at the Noteworthy Convention. And then also the annual Nelson Nash Think Tank. So that podcast is also going to come soon where uh, dad and my we're going to sit down. I need to get him back on another episode. So, all right, that's the van. Now, home remodel. That is my final one up to this point in my life of my six years of this banking concept, what I've done. So, um, the home remodel, it was a pretty penny as well. You know, when you are remodeling basically your entire house, the floors, the paint, scraping off the popcorn on the ceilings, the furniture even that I'm updating within my house, you know, it does turn out to be a pretty penny and, and um, I need to have a way to finance that. So what I did, I, because of over the course from the van uh, payments, so that was 2021, I started the home remodel at the end of 2022, so about quarter four. So I had that time to rebuild and replenish my capital. And so same thing, you know, uh, Nate, my contractor, he, he says, all right, Hannah, um, uh, I, I actually paid him in kind of like multiple um, installments. It was kind of like about like chunks of money. Because anyways, Nate and I, we have a very good relationship. He, um, when I first moved down here to Florida, he updated my kitchen. And then he's done work on my brother's house and my parents' house. So we have a very good relationship. So, so basically, it wasn't as structured as if I was working with somebody new like Andy. 
Um, so like Nate, what I would do is like, um, you know, every week or every other week, you know, I'd send him my max balance that I could on Venmo or Zelle. I think it was, yeah, Venmo for a couple of them, but mostly Zelle. And so like on the Zelle app, you know, I have a limit of about $3,500. So I just send that over every week or so. And then on, if I max out my Zelle account, I'd send them some Venmo payments. So, so basically how I worked it out with Nate is, is that it worked out pretty nicely with my income and what I've had stored within my policies because, you know, what I would do is I'd take out 5000 here, pay it to Nate. Take out 4500 here, pay it to Nate. And I could kind of keep up with that as my cash flow allowed me to. Um, and, and then at the end of it, whatever my leftover balance was is about 17 or so. I had that within my policies. I, I took out the 17, went and just paid off Nate directly. So what I'm doing now is, is that for this loan, I actually structured it over the course of three years just to kind of give myself some breathing room. I was thinking anywhere between like 24 months and 36 months, but 24 months is, excuse me, 36 months is where I landed at. And I went to Bankrate, all right, bankrate.com, plugged in what that transaction total was, the interest that I'm paying myself, my 10%, and then I plugged in the 36 months, and that gave me my monthly payment. And so up to this point, I'm still making those payments back inside of my policy, replenishing the capital. So from here, really where I want to go this year, I really, really, really want to start focusing more on my passive investments. I want to start creating more of my passive monthly cash flow because, I mean, that's my ultimate goal. You know, me personally is, is that I want to create cash flowing assets that don't require my time or at all a lot of my time that will send me basically that mailbox money. So I've been really looking into the notes space. I like that. I've been looking into private lending and been doing a little bit of private lending with pops, you know, so actually I do have some deals going on where I have invested my dollars and I do get a monthly check that gets sent to me. So, so actually to go back to like the mortgage talk that we were talking about and how I'm actively paying off that plus like either even like my other monthly expenses um because I know I did make a TikTok video not too long ago talking about how I use my policy to finance the tires on my car just recently and so what I'll do is is that with that active um investment that I have going on and when those monthly checks are coming back to me I will take a sliver of it and, and I will use it to pay for some of my monthly expenses, you know, like my um, grocery bill, the phone bill, the credit card bill, because honestly, I put everything on a credit card. That's just how I live my lifestyle. I put everything on the credit card because um, I trust myself, right? Do I think everybody should have a credit card? No, because some of y'all are just not disciplined with your money. So I put everything on there and then... I, I will have my passive investment cash 
come over and pay off some of my credit cards bills each month because I am actively paying them off. But yes, you know, in my personal situation, I do also have active income coming in as well. So when I have that that investment money that comes in, I will use some of that as well, tackle it onto the mortgage payment. You know, so just using ideas to keep circling and keep funneling money to its best capabilities. That's all I'm doing over here. Money is made in the motion of it. So I'm just moving, moving, moving that money. Anyways, I hope that helped. That is just a little reflection of what's been going on in my life since uh, the six years I have been practicing this concept, teaching it now for about four and a half years. And, um, I I just really hope that resonated with some of y'all. So when you come to us and you ask, hey, what should I do with my cash value? You should know that answer. Sit down with yourself, with your family, and really write out what's going on and what are your ultimate goals. I'll leave you off with this one. I actually learned this from Chris Noggle. Chris Noggle told me, he says, Hannah, you know, everybody is trying to get to that financial freedom, but what does that financial freedom really mean to you? What does your perfect day look like? What is your perfect 24 hours? Write it out. And when you can vision and you see what your perfect 24 hours looks like, you know how to implement these steps to reach the goal of that perfect day that you're trying to shoot for. So I hope that helps. I got to run. I got to catch a flight. So until next time, we'll see you then. Bye, y'all.